That's right. Hello and welcome to It's in the Genes mm-hmm. podcast, a podcast by the Digital Gene. My name is Declan. And I'm Sharon. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> you? <laughs> and we're a mum and son duo and directors from the Digital We're also recording this for, I don't know. Austerity. Visually as well. And you'll be able to watch us on the Digital Gene YouTube channel, unfiltered and unedited. Today, unfiltered mean it makes it sound like RuPaul's Drag Race or something? Does it? Unfiltered, like like behind the scenes type. Well, there's just no no edits. It's just going to go on. I need to be... Watch my P's and Q's, as they say. We can't have any, like, you know, like when we go like this, telling each other to well, go. Well, I can. I'll still do that. Uh, yeah. No, but no, now no people swearing. Are... No swearing. Yeah, of course you can swear. Oh. We just won't make any yeah, money. It actually doesn't make a difference, the fact that you can't hear, see me say it. Well, you won't be monetized on YouTube, but I don't think we get the traffic levels to get any monetization anywhere. So, like, we might get discovered decks. Yeah, we might. We might. Um. So today we're going to be talking, um, our reaction to the War of Caterpillars. Um, UX design, how data and AI can save the high street, the Apple conference, and in the business bit section, which I haven't, biz bits, I don't know really what to call it. Um, we're going to talk about networking a little bit, um, some funny maybe anecdotes, um, our experience with networking and what networking actually kind of really is, and my experience maybe with it going in as a younger person. So, yeah, but first, how are you doing? Look at us both. <laughs> how are we doing? Hair, brows, nails. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> we're, ma- we're not matchy-matchy. You haven't got um, Dalmatians and stripes and... But no. The brows. The brows. Yeah, you're right. I've made a pig's ear of them anyway. They're horrible. You have made a pig's ear. Oh, yeah. But... Um, um, but yeah, nice to be back. Nice to be back. <laughs> the world feels like it's healing. Oh my god, you sound like a right guru. The world feels like it's healing. TM. TM. Do you remember that? If any, that's a niche reference. If anyone knows that, it is. It's, a, it's a family in joke, isn't it? Well, it's a Mike Myers film, an awful film as well. But oh, it was the best at the time. So yeah, feeling. Well, yeah. Lots better now that feeling groomed. And you've been out to see people, haven't you? And everything like me. I've I had three days off last week, didn't I? Yeah. Of course, yeah. That, three days off. Um, just like chilling, getting a few jobs done in the house in this uh, empty nest renovation program that we're undergoing. You know, um, it isn't empty though, don't you? No, I, I say it's partially empty. <laughs> you didn't say that. <laughs> well, I, I kept thinking that everybody knows what my Instagram bio says, but obviously not everybody does know. No. Because I don't I'm, know. I'm not that famous yet. <laughs> but partial empty nest. Yeah. The thing about these chicks is they fly away and they come back 
But the big chick has told me he's never coming back now. <laughs> the big chick? The big chick. I've never been referred to that. Uh, you. You're never coming back because you've got a lovely new place, haven't you now? I have. Um, but, look um, at my bookshelf. I look like I'm on Sky News as well. I don't know, but I've still got the baby chick hanging around. Yeah. Um, and I've got the granny chick. <laughs> so really not an empty nest. I just keep pretending it's an empty nest, visualising an empty nest. I don't really mean that. I do. No, I don't. Who's <laughs> <laughs> there on your left and yeah, right? Yeah, I do, I do. Um, what was I saying? No idea. But So you're not listening? Well, you were talking shit, basically, about you not being an empty nest. And... I, 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 I have a love-hate relationship with that phrase. Chat and shit, chat and shit. Do you know what I mean? Chat shit. Isn't that, chat. What, isn't that what the young ones say? You're chatting shit. Chat shit, get banged, yeah. Oh, what does the get banged bit mean? I think it means punched, but... Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Oh, God. Right. We've digressed again, as we usually do. But, yes, I had a few days off. I went to one of my favourite places with your dad, Saltburn. We had a, an actual drink, a couple of pints, sat outside a pub. We had some lunch. I actually went into a real physical independent shop and bought an item of clothing. Um, and then on Sunday, we had a meet-up with some friends at a brewery. Um so, yeah, it was a lovely couple of days. So, you know, pairing that up with all of this. <laughs> I'm going to go, folk, let your body move. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, feels good. Good. I'm glad. And also- I had a relapse with my pooly eye, but we won't go there. No, that's open Pandora's box, that. No, we won't open Pandora's box. And that sounds rude as well. It doesn't. It literally doesn't at all. Okay. Um, obviously, we recorded the last podcast when the financial year had ended, but since we've had our evolution day, which if people have been following our business, um, I brought them in last year where we kind of have one day a month. Sometimes it's half a day, depending on how much we've got on. But we turn all of our emails off, don't speak to clients, and we just have a full-on strategy well, day. To clients, the ones that need us urgently but nobody ever does need us that urgently so try like oh you can't say that we don't speak to clients yeah um what's it i don't know politically correct but you know but no yeah so um on the business rather than in it that day mm, yeah um so we've had that which was a really long one because it was the beginning of a new fiscal year we've set some amazing targets We've, yeah, just going for it, aren't we? We had amazing first year as a merge business, didn't we? Mm. Um, obviously, it's three years that we've been in business, and it's a year and a half since we started to really pivot our business, and it's a year since we merged with another business mm. and brought our new technical director on board. Um, but yeah, we we whooped. We did what we set out to achieve in the first year, didn't we? We were. Felt really good about that. And now we've got some big targets, some big targets we'd like to hit this year. And so far, things are looking good, aren't they? 
Yeah, I mean, I've one of the um, lessons I've probably learned in the business is I don't believe fully a client is going ahead until the first invoice is paid. But so do, do you remember? Do you remember ages ago when I said to you when you were getting all excited about people saying they want to go ahead with things, and I say mm-hmm. when the money's in the bank, the first payment, the deposit payment, the project go ahead. That's when you get really excited because a lot can happen and people don't intentionally want to ghost you i don't think it's just life things change in business every day as we know in our own business don't we so Uh all that money's in the bank we don't get excited anymore no so yes i'm fully on board that attitude that you've had um and other current affairs news at the minute which we both kind of i'm going to follow it up because we we had an episode last summer literally just called black lives matter um Obviously, the guilty verdict of George Floyd's murderer, which people, there's all sorts of um, like columns getting wrote about, you know, some people saying it's a pivotal moment, some people saying it's not enough, people saying like there's all sorts of talk about it, but at least for that to be murdered, like, like for it to be proved murder when the system kind of isn't all that just like there's a lot of injustice in the system, especially towards black people in America, for that to be proved as murder. I didn't intentionally watch what was going on, but I was watching the snippets of the news headlines as things were coming in. Yeah. And, um, apparently, was it quite close, the verdict or something? No, I think they didn't. They didn't They didn't take long to, um, you know, when the jury goes down and chats about it, they yeah. didn't they didn't take very long at all to come to a decision. So it's like if that hadn't come to the the conclusion that it came to, it doesn't bear thinking about one that it was you know, it would have been such an injustice for it not to be mm. that verdict. And two, what would then have happened in that country? But the one thing that I did hear, more or less as that verdict was announced, that same day, evening, whatever, some young girl had been shot somewhere yeah and i know it's like obviously they're all states however many states there are my geography's not great 50 50 um and they're all like countries within a country aren't they Mm -hmm. so i just like those guns are never ever going to go away now yeah you can't go backwards can you with something like that unfortunately well, you say that, but Scotland had one mass shooting and banned um, guns on the spot. Country, though, that's what I'm saying about all those. I don't think the size of the country is. I think it's all to it's do not with the size of the country. It's the legislation within each country. Legislation. Say that's a bit like you with your um, teeth thing. Mm. Um, we should talk about context sometimes because people won't know, have a clue what we're talking about. I don't no. have to make teeth, everyone. I've got teeth aligners in. There's the context. Yeah, and when he first got the mini container, the digital dean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was like, on the no, we're talking about. Good afternoon, this is the digital dean. <laughs> we don't have that. No, we're talking about... Well, I'm doing legislation like that. <laughs> I've got a liner, so that's just my tongue. We're talking about a really important... Sorry, yes, we are. 
But this is how we digress as, as a family when we're chatting, isn't it? Yeah. All families will be the same, Declan. I keep telling you this. Um, oh, I think I'm so much better on camera. Oh, Christ. God <laughs> oh, I really feel like I've come alive. <laughs> um, yeah, serious subject. Let's get back to it. No, I just think all of the red tape that must exist within each state. I don't know about the workings of it. I'm not a follower of all that political stuff. But how do they ever go? How does it ever become a gun-free country as a whole? Like the, the majority of the country don't want guns. To I know be... that's what I mean. People actually don't want it because they don't feel safe. No, but I, I think they'll do. I hope to think they'll move towards trying to. Going on about their institution or whatever it is. What is mm. it? Their um, constitution. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep going on about, well, take that bit out of the constitution then. That's not difficult, <laughs> is it? Like, no. they keep saying, oh, this is our God given right. This is the constitution. Um, <laughs> just take it out, man. Man. Just take it out. Yeah. Can't it be taken out of the Constitution? Uh, you wouldn't be elected if you wanted to do it. Well, why don't they all like gang together and say as a gang, we're going to take that out of the Constitution? Hard luck, it's gone. Won't happen. Well, there you go then. Yeah. Well, well I, I didn't want to... Like I said to your dad, we all watched that on the news. We all watched him murder that man. Mm. It can't go any other way other than guilty, can it? What are you clapping for? Well, it can't, though, can it? It couldn't no, have the system sometimes is a bit broken, so... And I, and I thought, I felt so... That quote that his brother said, we can breathe again now or something, didn't he? Yeah. And that was so... Oh, like, it's so relevant to what had happened. Poignant. Poignant, yes. Mm. Um, it's awful. It's awful. I really wouldn't feel safe living in a country like that. Yeah. I just think that there's no going back with those guns. Well, do, you know, do you remember when we were in Florida and we weren't at the water park itself, but we were obviously going to other theme parks. <laughs> but, yeah, we did all watch it happen on the news and it, I'm glad the verdict is where it's at. So, should we move on yeah. to something a bit less heavy? You know what's also sad is like, that his family as well, like all those lives, it, that's all ruined. Mm. I mean, their family, his family must be distraught over that. Yeah. They, everybody, everybody's lives and that life taken, it's really, really sad. It is. Shall we, want, shall we go on to something less heavy then? Go on then. War of the Caterpillars. Oh, the Collins and the Callies and the Connies. Cuthberts. Cuthberts, yeah. But it's been it's been fascinating to watch, and I feel like it's been so reactive that by the time this episode goes out, it'll be old news. In fact, it's probably old news already. But that's due to I think Aldi are so good at reactive marketing. Aren't they? Like they're just on it straight. Well, 
They've uh, expelled themselves this time, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think I think Marks and Spencer's social media didn't reply till Sunday, and it was a bit naff, but, like, on the 16th, Aldi tweeted, hey, Judge Rinder TV, how's your, di- how's your diary looking? Asking for a friend. Hashtag free Cuthbert. Like, they just have been... It's more like they weren't bothered about the court case. Well, I don't think... Uh, like, I don't know why the... Why are they going after Aldi, though? Because Lord, all the supermarkets have their own version. I will say that the Aldi one does look pretty similar to a Colin. And I do, I did feel invested in that because I think I mentioned before that if I don't get a Colin on my birthday, like, that birthday doesn't count. And I didn't get a Colin this year. So, really, I'm still 26. You did get a cake, though it just wasn't a Colin. I know, I, I know what I, I remember the cake. Um, so over the years, so we started off having M&S Collins and then depending on the sell-by date, when, because obviously your birthday is New Year's Day, and depending on the sell-by dates or the vicinity or how busy I was between Christmas and New Year, if, if I could get it before Christmas, I would, but if I couldn't, then it would have to be a Sainsbury's one or a Tesco one or an Asda one. They all do them. Yeah, and I know. That. You've probably yeah. never known the difference. I have known the difference because some of them have an icing face rather than a white chocolate face. Well, I don't think I've bought an icing face. I think I've always bought the chocolate face. But, like, but- Marks and Spencer's are really leaning into Collins. Everything's Collins, isn't it? And Connie now and all sorts. Yeah, they've even got cake in, like, in a jar. On their leaflet, I don't know. Is it to make your own or or to make your own Colin something? No idea. Um, You know, like this this fashion for putting ingredients in a jar. I don't know whether I don't think it's the ingredients, but I think it's the cake in some sort of jam jar. But um, I I bought you some at Easter when you came home, didn't I? The the mini Colin Swiss rolls and the Connies. I didn't have one though. No, your brother ate them. (laughs) You left them behind. Yeah. there's me going all out to make sure there was some sort of Colin here for you. And you were like, oh, I'm so fat, I don't want any. So Marks and Spencer's didn't reply till, what day is it today? Thursday, till... So Marks and Spencer's first tweet was on the 20th of April. That tweet I just read out from um, Aldi was on the 16th, and that was one of many tweets from Aldi, like they kept making a thingy, didn't they? But Alex and Spencer was, hey, Aldi, we love a charity idea. Colin's been a big fundraiser for years. We just want you to use your own character. How about Kevin the Carrot Cake? That That's ideas on us, and we promise we won't do Keith. And I thought, like, this is two examples of how to do reactive marketing. That tweet has probably been through so many layers of bureaucracy. <laughs> like, how do we, how do we respond and they'll have just gone through it but I just think Aldi just gets social media so well they always do it even regarding not even regarding the caterpillar like they always just do it so well I can't really recall any other examples I've got to say I can't give one off the top of my head but I always they always seem to kind of know what people are saying. So that Aldi one where it says, um, sorry, I'm just like asking for a friend. 
Like that's like a thing that loads of people say, you know, like they're yeah. all they're always in the They're always on it, aren't they? They're always yeah. 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 People are like, Oh, it's the end. Like us. Always, <laughs> always on it. <laughs> but then from a PR side of it, like I saw somebody tweet for it from my network saying that the social media for Aldi from Aldi a multinational corporation which turns up which turns over apparently ten times the amount of Marks and Spencers. Yeah, I read that. Ninety one point nine billion in revenue last year. They've made it look like they're somehow the underdog. Mm. Which is fascinating because they're really not. Well they're not the underdog, but I think people's perception maybe. So they're they are sort of hanging on to people's perception of them being an underdog, aren't they? Well, do you think it's because Aldi it is that perception thing in the sense that Aldi is cheaper and it's you're always you're are you the underdog by shopping there? I don't know. Oh, I tell you what, I can I can easily shop I can shop as well in the food hall in Marks and Spencers as I can in Aldi and vice versa. I could mm. go to either one today and come come back with stuff in my bag that I probably didn't want. Um, yeah. more so in Aldi when you get down that middle yeah. line. That middle line. <laughs> you've, um, bought, you've bought a bag of, like, chocolate biscuits and then, like, slippers and a half a paddling pole. You were, like, yeah, I'm going to say. You went out for carrots. <laughs> you come back with an assortment of things, don't you? You do. You an do. outdoor rug, some flamingo cushions for the for the patio and all those types of things in the summer. Yeah. But yeah, they don't. Aldi don't seem fussed that it's going to potentially be a big intellectual property claim in the high court. But well, I think saying that that one's the nearest really just opens the floodgates for it all. So yeah. I'd, I'd, I can't see it going anywhere. I've always thought it was. It was. I've always wondered how they all got away with it. Um, and and well, Aldi always. Well, Aldi always. If something's popular somewhere else. They will always come up with their own cheaper well, version. I wrote, a, I wrote a post on my blog, didn't I, that's one of those posts that just gets read every single day on my blog about the Aldi v. Joe Malone candles. A big fan of Joe Malone candles, yeah. big fan of the Aldi copycats. Um, and, yeah, that's one of those. Not all the fragrances are great, but there's a few. You know, their pomegranate noir, which was my very first ever sort of trip into you know buying Joe Malone um that's just as good just as good and and they're about I don't I can't remember the last time I bought one I just usually bung it in with my shopping I don't know how much they are obviously I always like to top up my Joe Malone's but they're the ones that I don't like very much but the cheaper ones you no problem with lighting um so yeah and I always used to wonder how how they was so close to that and yet got away with it. Yeah. So who knows? Watch this bit, see what happens, eh? And yeah, but the, the, I didn't realise it's because Aldi are on about bringing back a Cuthbert next month for charity. Um, but then one of, another tweet was, hey, Marks and Spencer, we're taking a stand against caterpillar cruelty. Can, <laughs> Colin, can Colin and Cuthbert be besties? But... <laughs> I think it's it's good to just see a brand. It's really, you know, it's how social should be with these big brands, isn't it? Yeah. 
it should be that everywhere that it starts to annoy you. And it did as well. I was like, I'm sick of these bloody Everybody cats. knows about it, don't they? Yeah. You know, we often bring grandma into, into the conversation. Even grandma Bez, who is 78, knows about it. Yeah. So, That's been everywhere, hasn't it? That's when you know something's been a success. A glaring omission, which has been kind of everywhere in the past week, is that football story where I thought me and mum will literally have absolutely nothing to say about I've it. I've seen on the family WhatsApp group, you and your dad. Talk. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would had like three messages, but. Yeah, yeah. but you were chatting about it on, on the phone as well one evening, weren't you? And I just closed my ears. Uh, not interested one bit. Maybe. Even grandma again was talking about that. She was asking. All she does is watch the news all day, every day. I started to ask your dad about it, and I was like, and she started chuckling away at me. And she, I said, oh, God, I can't be doing with you asking about this. <laughs> um, so, no, I'm glad you didn't put it on the show notes because. Oh, I wouldn't have bothered. In yeah. out for me on yeah. that. Yeah. Feel so, free to educate me, though. No. No, no, no. Fine. So the next thing is UX design being the fifth most in-demand hard skill on LinkedIn last year. Um, so I didn't really know the difference between a soft and a hard skill. But like, so the top five soft skills last year were creativity, persuasion, collaboration, adaptability, and emotional intelligence. So like, all those. <laughs> soft skills. Thanks. So I guess probably soft skills are a bit more like airy fairy, like. Well, they always say they don't. T- they don't really teach kids soft skills at school, do they? Is that like personality traits and kind it, of like personality traits? But it's also not just about, um, you know, it's it's not. It's also not just about the subject matter. It's how to deal with things in life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I've seen articles and and people talking about that how kids. Kids don't, their soft skills aren't nurtured. Mm. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, I think the hard skills are definitely interesting because a lot of them are digital and tech. And, well, of course they are because that's the world. But obviously UX design came fifth. But from one down to ten, we had blockchain, cloud computing, analytical reasoning, AI, UX, as I said, business analysis, affiliate marketing, sales, scientific computing, and video production. So there's a few of those that sort of my skills cross over a lot, lot on. Mum, this is not a bloody interview. I don't care. I'm not getting the job. No, I'm talking about just the... As oh, if you, yeah. how, how do I relate if I can't speak about my experience? No, no, no. Well, there's a few of them that I've definitely got. Well, Nobody has. Well, part of my job as project lead is the UX of the websites and the. Well, yeah. So I thought we it was more of a discussion on seeing UX so high in demand. I didn't really. Well, I thought that I could get a job anywhere. Can you talk about why so you, you else other than myself? Is that what you mean? Why, yeah, why you would think that UX is so in demand? No idea. Oh God! You tell me. Well, I don't know because I don't really design the websites that we do or the software. But 
Well, well, I mean, if you just drill it down, it's just it's just about that race to be online with everything, isn't it? In the past year, um, I sent a I sent an email to somebody yesterday who said they wanted a new website, mm. and I was saying to them, "Okay, so what do you want your website to achieve?" Because if it's just a fresher, nicer looking version of what you got, then I don't think we're the business for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, you, I think people find it, the penny just hasn't dropped for many, many businesses yet that the website is an extension of your marketing team. And even if you haven't got a marketing team, it's the extension of your virtual marketing team. It often is your marketing team. Yeah. Um, and they, they just don't get that it's a tool. What they think it is, is um, a coloured in business card. Yeah. Um, and fine, if all you want is a coloured in business card up on Google, but it won't actually do anything for you. And not many people will find that business card in the great big shit tip of business cards that are also flying around the internet. Yeah. Um, so you're getting me started now, aren't you? Well, this is more like it rather than you talking about how many skills you've got. And obviously, getting back to UX is people are hopefully starting to get on board with, you know, the website or any web application, whatever it is, is a tool. And it's how you guide users, visitors, whatever you want to call them through a sales process because everything is about sales. Even, you know, with my time that I spent in um, the legal industry, lawyers don't sell. Of course they sell. They don't like to say that they're selling their services, but we're all selling our services. Ultimately, we've all got to sell something, haven't we, in order to make a living, whether it's a physical product in a box whether it's something that you're going to eat or drink or whether it's a, a skill that you're offering to somebody, a service, everything. We're, we're all selling something. Mm. And it's how we can, the, the websites of the future, how, how they're going to evolve, for want of a better word, one of our favourite words, is all about user experience User experience is a phrase that people use in everything, but it really, really is. If you can give somebody a good experience when they're on your website and they can make those touch points where they eventually want to engage with you, buy from you, etc., then that's a job well done, isn't it? But we all know what a bad experience looks like, don't we? Mm-hmm. When you can't add something to your basket, when you can't check out, when you can't use a discount code, when the telephone number, you click on it on your phone, doesn't work. You know, all those... I've noticed some horrendous kind of user experiences recently, especially with kind trying to, like, book everything online, restaurants and all that. And there's somewhere you, you, you like, click through three, four times. It's like if I wasn't really digitally literate as I am, I wouldn't... You wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, the average person just wouldn't know. It was like... You'd end, up messaging the, you'd end up messaging the Facebook page, and then that depends if that's being manned every all the time. Do you know well, what I mean? We talked about, I think, maybe on the last episode or the one before, when I was trying to order a cushion from a well-known brand. Yeah. Um, they told me to open a different browser. Well, yeah. yeah, that's fine. I know how to open Safari as opposed to Chrome, but like, how would most people know that? Yeah. Most people, when you ask them what browser they're on, 
They just look at you, don't they? They do. Browser. They just they just tap on it on their phone and it works. That's what most people think and want. Um, yeah. So that's user experience, and I, I can understand why it's becoming more and more sought after. And how, do you, how do you how do you trade? Like what you know? What do you do to be good? Like good at UX? Like is it just? It's pro. It's thought process. It's mm. thought process for me. For me, because obviously I've always you know right from back in the prehistoric times, I've always been involved in sales, and mm. the way that I've simplified things that we do online is just to think how quickly and easily can you get from A to B to achieve what it is that you want to achieve, whether it's buying something or getting in touch with somebody, how easily, and what's that experience like around it? Because hmm. a good feeling about it was nice and easy. And then not not only is, um, not only is that about uh, how easily you can achieve that, it's everything that's wrapped around it as well. You know, it's all about that feel-good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, and then you rave about it, and then you know. So well, let's segue on to that. Gift as well, I do think it's a gift. It's some. Yeah. I think a lot of skills you're either good at them or you're not, and then it depends how much you want to progress within that skill set and learn more. And I'm always trying to educate and learn more about what it is that I do. Yeah, I went well, down. Maybe- Whole last night about about SEO, for example, which I know we're not talking about, but yeah, I went down a rabbit hole because it's important for me to give the best experience to our clients. About you know, a website is just so much more than a website. Mm. So yeah. I know because you know how I can keep yeah, that loads better, but um, but let's segue then into um, segue. It, it, kind of, it kind of relates because the. The article I'm talking about next, and obviously we've chronicled the high street quite a lot, but it's about how data and artificial intelligence can save the high street. And it was actually put together by a student at the University of Sheffield, um, but it was published by somebody else. Um, and obviously talking about user experience and how the offering of retail premises needs to be different. Um, the article says some generic kind of things, but... Going into AI, it's like optimizing um, shopping experience in store and online, and about uh, we've said this before about marrying marrying that up. Um, optimization of physical stores, so you can use it. AI can give retailers not only a much better understanding of their best selling items, but also which products are usually bought together. This helps retailers merchandise products more effectively in stores, displaying specific products in the window or within the aisles. By using AI technologies, retailers can also improve supply chains to ensure they're able to meet consumer demand with the right stock. And I thought, yes, that's so good because one of the downsides of when you go shopping in store is when you get there and you find something that you love and that, oh, sorry, we don't have the size. But if they can use data to kind of really accurately predict people's shopping patterns because they can they can use what's been popular and all sorts of different things it the thought of having a shopping experience where you can actually get what you want there and then is so important um 
you know, and this, they also said, considering the limits of storage space in the high street shops, this could help maximise availability for the most relevant and requested items and sizes. It's like, yes. Well, you know, it's the thing that I liked that I noticed that Next had started doing. I don't know whether you've experienced it, if you're, you've shopped in Next, but... Um, uh, and I don't know how long they've been doing it for, but if you, if you wanted a size, for example... Um, and we've got quite a big next at the real t- retail part that's close to us here. Um, you, what's, what's funny about that? It's just when you skirt around, not saying names. I know I understand why you do it, but it's like um, the brand, you know, that cushion, that brand that I wanted, to, you know, the nearest retail park just makes me giggle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you put yourself tan on yesterday? Is that relevant? It's just you're looking a bit pale. And when you said you're putting a bit on, you said you, it was for the podcast. You look pale. A little bit. Maybe it's just the light. I don't think I do look pale, Mum. It must just be all those white walls behind you reflecting off it or something. I should look browner. Oh, maybe. Oh. Anyway, come on. What were you saying? Okay. Next. Oh, yeah, next. So I was, next. <laughs> what is wrong with that it's these aligners for god's sake just get on with your point please next oh sorry for anybody who's got a list um so they started offering a service whereby because they must have an enormous warehouse close to us and if you went up and said have you have you got a size 16 in this they'd look on the till like this. And they'd go, oh, there's one in the warehouse. Have you got any more shopping to do? Oh, yes, I have. I'm just going to Marks and Spencer's to see if there's any Colin the Caterpillar cakes in. Oh, well, if you come back, we'll have the six, size 16 ready for you, madam. Ta-da! Go and, do the, go, go and get me Colin the Caterpillar. Come back. My trousers are in. Yeah. So that, I've noticed next doing that, and they've probably been doing it for a couple of years, maybe like ages I don't know depends how many times you ask is have they got another size but that's good isn't it yeah that's good that you know you or if you didn't want if you didn't want to wait they could send it out to you um but you know this I I laugh at this AI everything seems to get tagged with the with the phrase AI now um and and all it is is just understanding data at the end of the day gathering the data in the first place and then understanding it and processing it to make it much better for the customer experience again. We're getting back to customer experience, user experience, all that type of stuff. Um, and some of the things that were in that article, it was interesting because it's stuff that I, not me personally, I'm not saying that I, I'm not saying that I created those ideas, but obviously being an e-commerce manager, I know how it works. And back in the day, we used to call that omni-channel. And it's just another thing about the customer is at the heart of everything. Mm-hmm. And sadly, that's what a lot has gone wrong with High Street. Debenhams, I think, has got a mention in that article, hasn't it? Yeah. It said, it said Debenhams failed because it didn't establish a brand position for its customers. The company couldn't demonstrate what made it different to its competitors. 
particularly John Lewis in House of Fraser, and the product lines offered lacked relevance to younger customers. These reasons, together with overall laggard business structure, caused failure of the 242-year-old retailer. So there was a time about 20 20 years ago when Debenhams was on my list of stores that I would go to. Really? Yeah. And then I'm talking 20 years. And then gradually, between the 20 and 15-year period, I started visiting it less and less. So I was always... I remember, I remember cutting through it in town in Middlesbrough. Um, like Using it as a cut-through. When I first started going shopping, you know, into town yeah. when you were 16, 17, and I remember even walking through it then and thinking this is the most uninspiring shop ever. Well, there you go. That's yeah. 10 years ago, so that's right, isn't it? I'm saying back 20 years ago, I was... It's probably... it's tar, You know, I was a young mum... Kids, family, growing family, do you know what I mean? Uh, I was probably its target market and then it seemed to lose sight. So from from like over a five-year period, I probably went less, less, less and less until that was it. And then the only time I ever visited was when they had a 10% day on the cosmetics close to Christmas and I might buy shirts, perfumes, makeup as, as, as Christmas prezzies. And that was the only time they were able to draw me back in. Mm. Um, And so they just lost sight of who their customer focus was. And again, and I went out with your grandma last week when I was off, took her out over to the retail park there over at Teesside Park, um, because obviously she'd never been to any real shops like the rest of us for such a long time. So I said, Mum, I've got a couple of hours. Do you want me to take you over there? And she was, oh, yes, please. Let's go and have a walk around. We had a walk around. Bought a couple of things that we needed. And then back in the car, your grandma said, I mean, she's getting good because obviously she's used to listening to us. Your grandma said, well, they're going to have to do a bit more to get me back. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's a nearly 80-year-old woman. Yeah. Wow. Well, there we are. I said, you're right. That's how I feel. I've asked um, Mary Porters and tell her. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> Got her on speed. Oh, okay. We'll get yeah. Grandma on the podcast. She'll tell oh. everybody what she thinks of everything. A Mary Porter's uh, um, article was cited in this article because she said that, well, the summary of this article is um, the high, the future of the high street can be bright. Retailers do need to reinvent and, tra- and transform their physical spaces. As Mary Porter's commented on the Guardian article, offer a re- mix of retail, entertainment, culture and well-being. Shopping nowadays is more than simply going to the store to buy things. Retailers should adapt this change, especially to cater to younger generations of shoppers. So, Haven't, haven't we been saying that for as long as we've been talking to anybody in our business, on our podcast, on our socials? Well, our- I've, really, I've really noticed it at the minute because going through Leeds, it's busy again, but the big hole in the high street is that top man and top shop are gone. Oh, that was the sad thing over at Teesside Park, that you yeah. know, that anchor over in the corner that was outfit, mm. empty. And, you know, over at the other side, Toys R Us that went a few years ago, well, yeah. only about two years ago, but how many years was it, I wonder? Um, that's never been refilled for us. Well, that's huge. That's that store. 
So, yeah, it's, but you just hope that the right people are sitting on these boards or they're hiring the right creative people to try and do it. And hopefully the future can be bright because I think if anything, the past, the past year has proven that people do still like to leave the house. They just like to leave the house for things that are worthwhile these days. Um, and there's nothing better, is there, than if you've read on a press release somewhere or you've seen on social media a range of something that's that's available and you go into your local store and it's all been merchandised lovely and all the sizes are there. Well, it's funny you say this. So in our group message with my friends, we posted about um, a new Tommy Hilfiger collection. It's all like pastel stuff. It's gorgeous. Went into top- Tommy Hilfiger yesterday Oh, sorry, no, we don't we don't have any of that. It's like, well, do you think you'll get it in? Um we don't know. Probably not, no. I mean, how how is that a customer experience? I know. I mean, bless her. A lot of this you can't see behind a mask, so she could have been a bit more helpful, but um yeah. You see, that's that's training. That's yeah. customer service training. You know, they should be saying to people, "This is the, this is the new range." Not every store is going to be able to get it, um, but when a customer does come in and ask you for it, these are the stores they can get it for. We can order it online for them. We can do this, this, and this. That's an experience. Just saying, "Oh, sorry, no, I don't think we're getting it. I haven't seen it myself." Or, or even worse, when you go and they just go, "No." <laughs> I mean, we've all had that, haven't we? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You, have you got that new... Fa- no. <laughs> have that new lipstick? I mean, I've even had people in the past not actually speak, not actually utter a word. And if just- they use data and AI, they could predict that best before end date is going to come into this store and ask for that lipping. Coming in. She's coming in. Make way, make way. So... But yeah, um, okay. So let's move on. Just a quick before we get to the biz bits section. Um, I was laughing at this. Obviously, Apple had a conference, um, and we're oh, talking like the new colours. That yeah, some of the updates. But the bit that made me giggle was these Air Tags that cost twenty nine pound, and they you can be atta- you can attach them to anything and transmit a Bluetooth signal to any iPod or iPhone to alert the user of its location. Um, but what I made, I love how the article said the tags are designed to track items, not people, and are customizable. I just thought I can imagine like people, you know, like grandma when you were worried if she's going out and you just slip this little tag in her pocket so you know where she is. But it's just, I just thought it was funny that they said that. And they're also doing, they're really focusing on the podcast app, the Apple's podcasting app. Um, uh, you'll be able to kind of, they'll be working with um, podcasting publishers where people can uh, kind of pay a premium to get podcasts without ads or to get them a couple of days early or all that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, but no, the colours are cool as well. The colours are cool, but, yeah, I was reading about those, what they're called, tag things, what they're called? Yeah. Tags, air uh, tags. Air tags, that's it. No, is it? Yeah, it's air tags, yeah. Yeah, and I, mm, yeah, I'm not so sure about them. Why? Oh, I don't know. I just think it's another, like them saying, oh, they can't, uh, they can't trace people. Hmm. 
No, Mum, you'd have to stick it to a person. I'll put it in the pocket. No, no, I just wonder. I, I do just wonder what's going on under the radar with these things that we don't know about. Well, we're all trapped with these anyway. So. Oh, I know. I know we are. For people who are listening, that was me lifted, lifting my phone up. Um, but yeah, How many, yeah, that price point is like, well, I'll buy one for my bag, one for this, one for that. Yeah, have them all over the place in in sort of like in virtual reality. There's all these beacon signals going at beep 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 everywhere, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Will you be buying one, Declan? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I thought, oh, maybe one on my car keys. There's sometimes things you lose, aren't there? Or, you know. One uh, thing that goes missing the most, that generally day to day, where I'm always looking, where wherever I put it is my phone. It reminded me of, um, it actually gave me a bit of a throwback to when you used to sell those. <laughs> so when mum back in the day had her e-com business, you used to sell these lights that you could shine into your... Um, Oh, the handbag lights. Yeah. Do you remember when I got them on this morning TV? Yeah. Remember, and you were off school that day, and you were you were unwell, and oh, wow. <laughs> unwell. Yeah. The sicky day off school. I can't remember how old you were. I'd probably pulled the sicky so I could watch you on this morning. And, um, <laughs> we, were, we were watching the back end of my website and the admin, weren't we? We could see Fern Britton talking about them, shining them in a bag, and we could see people. Uh, <gasps> Look at them buying them, buying them on the website, weren't they? It was great. Yeah, it was cool. But oh, it was days, decks. I know, weren't they? I know. I used, um, to sit, I used to sit refreshing that page to see if somebody had something in the shopping bag. I know, I remember. So exciting. Like, I, I used to sit and refresh it sometimes. I don't know what I was getting from. It kicks out of, isn't it? Oh, let's yeah. just refresh that shopping. Oh, you've took it out of your bag. What are you doing? Get it back in. Now there'd be all sorts of abandoned cart things you now. Know, you, wish you could actually have a little voice. I'm sure that would help. Have a little voice going, excuse me, sir, what have you out of your shopping basket for? Can I help? Can you imagine? Be like, shit, what's this? People, do you remember how people used to get all uppity about, oh, and I keeps following me all around Facebook. Get get that ad off me, people would say. Get that ad off me. I don't want to see it. I can't get it off you. It's on you now. It's on you. I've got some bad news. We are recording, and I will just admit this, but my disc has run out of space because obviously recording a video is long and gigabytes and gigabytes of data. So it stopped the visual recording. So we might have to try that next time properly. Um, But we shall see. Oh, Declan. I know, I know. I didn't want to record it on Zoom because you can... I was just getting into my. Well, keep on. We'll go. We'll, we're, it's still audio, so we're fine. Oh, just when I was getting into the swing of being on telly. Yeah, and I wonder. I hate when tech just does this sometimes. It's been just over a year since the first UK lockdown. Initially, we thought it'd only be three weeks. Oh, how that seems incredibly optimistic a year later. Maybe even delusional. We found ourselves in yet another lockdown. It wasn't just a temporary blip. The world and the way businesses are run have changed forever. 
There's a new blog post on our website addressing this, Six Business Lessons Learned in the Pandemic. Check it out now at thedigitalgene.co.uk. So let's move on to the last section, which is the business bits, whatever I'm calling it. I don't know what it is. But this the last time we talked about, what did we talk about? Oh, how to like grow a team and what we're thinking about as we probably employ in the next six months and all that kind of thing. So yeah. this, I thought I'd talk about networking. Um, yeah. I've got a very much love-hate relationship with networking, but networking in the sense that like having a network is fine you know knowing people in business or people that you can rely on and even making friends within business that to me is the side that I really like what I can't get on with it on board with is the kind of I like relationships to be really organic I hate things that are forced so I hate those kind of forced groups of people and I always used to go to them as like a 20 odd year old and be like I cannot believe that grown adults behave like this on a morning or kind of like (laughs) all those kind of it's just a really bewildering experience sometimes at certain networking events isn't it oh well (laughs) I don't like networking I know you don't traditional sense that most networking is i always say i'm gonna start my own networking oh god or whenever i have the time i'll know how i want to do it and hopefully i will create a tribe of people like us who like to do it the same way as us but the the traditional ways that are out there just bore me rigid Mm. um and i also like i'm a bit of a like you'd never know it. You'd never know it on here. But I'm actually... Oh, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. I'm trying to think how I can say it without you starting off on one. Um, I'm actually... Away then. Spit it out. I'm trying to think what which way around it is. Is it an extroverted introvert? Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew that's it's what true, though. You you say what you are all the time about well, things. I can call myself an introvert sometimes, but then when I go out and I'm like the life and soul of the party, I don't really think that Exactly, but I'm not always the life and soul. Oh I am. <laughs> that's um, I am really. I am. Yeah. Um but if I don't want to be the life and soul, I won't go. Yeah. What are you looking at? Just, I was looking at the notes on my phone, I say. Um, you were looking down quite a lot earlier, and that wouldn't look very good on YouTube. Well, I, would, I was telling you I had to... Mum, that clip's still going on YouTube, by the way, so... I'm telling you. Well, I had to read the show notes on my phone. Um... um Oh, are we? You never give anything insightful, you. Tell me what your networking experiences are. I to get it out. I never give you anything insightful. No, just like you always need it. Like You were pushing me for your 
You always named it kind of like pulling from you. Isn't that called a conversation? Yes, but like, come on. Why don't you like it? Because you're an introverted. I'm too shy in a a room of people. Too shy. I don't want to shy, shy. I can, I can, I can talk to an empty room. That's fine. Oh no, you can't. You, you, know you know what I hate about traditional networking is when all the clicky people go stand in a circle talking, who all know each other, and then you stand on the perimeter behind them, trying to get in to say hello. Yeah, I'm new here. And if you go to a really nice group, the the circle will open up and they'll go, oh, hi. But if you go to a group that is just a, a big click, then they just don't even know that you're there. Yeah. And I hate that. Hate that. I've been to places before and I'm just like, is that, am I invisible? Yeah. I mean, let's not go there. I know I'm a 50-something woman who people say are invisible. But I get told, how could you possibly be invisible, Sharon? Exactly. Um, but I've been invisible at those things and I hate I hate that feeling because you come out feeling like there's something wrong with you. Mm. You don't feel you don't feel you, you come out as if, oh, I was invisible in there. Nobody noticed me. Am I in fear? Sometimes it's like a playground mentality or yeah. anything. Yeah. It's like the playground. It's like reminds me of the mothers at the school gate. How some of that used to be. Mm. It's it's just and I hate clicks in anything. Yeah, yeah. you know me well enough. I'm your mother. Um, Not that. I hate clicks. I even see it on Instagram. I see clicks on Instagram, and I oh, they're, they're, I suppose there'll be clicks everywhere you go, isn't there? But I don't like them. And I'll be the first person to try and make someone welcome if I see them on the perimeter of something, like, hanging around. Yeah. Because I know what that feels like. It's awful. And you end up coming away not energised about your business or meeting new people. You come home feeling a bit inferior. Mm. And I don't like that. Yeah. But get me uh, – I've quite liked the Zoom Zoom networking – I've quite yeah, liked that. It started off quite awkward. And sometimes it can even at the start of an event before people kind of get into it. But you're all kind of going through the exact same thing, aren't you? But and oh, I, know- I love that Alan Carr thing where he was saying about at the end of a Zoom where, you know, where it freezes where you're going. <laughs> yeah. We should do that on video. That would look good, wouldn't it? Where we're finishing yeah. up at the end. Yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a strange one sometimes, but... Well, you've had loads of strange experiences while you've been learning about networking. No, I mean, I had somebody sing the, sing the Greatest Showman next to me at half past six in the morning. So, yeah, it's... Um, you said you were to write a book, didn't you? I'd love kind of... Like, screenplay? Was it a screenplay? Screenplay. If it's like, I sound like you now because I'll never have time to write it. But I always thought like a flea bag style, break the fourth wall kind of situation but like every episode was going to kind of like let's say be an eye breakfast meeting or morning or something you know is that an advert no but like you know just something like that each episode was something unique that happened and i just think it would be so funny so so funny quite niche though because only people in business will kind of get get it but um and i know i've said i like 
it's like when you go to referral networking things. So let's say we're all in a group and there's a financial advisor there. Mm-hmm. And I know two other financial advisors because I've just networked and maybe one of them's my friend. But <laughs> me friend. Like, how do I what I struggle with, because I like as I've kept saying, organic relationships. If somebody asks me they need an FA, I'm gonna go to my friend. Or I'm yeah. you know what I like it's just really odd. Sometimes I just think I get these processes work because um, they do for people and some networking groups are totally transformative for people's businesses. But it's just, yeah, it's an odd one. You know, and also I don't like is that when you're in networking groups, mentioning no names, that you're the bee's knees for something. And the minute that you leave, it's like you never existed. Yeah. It's like, aren't I a person in my own right that you got to know a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, everything's networking. No, that's why I'm saying, like, we're, we're talking like this buzzword, networking. But everything you kind of do and who you speak to is kind of your network, you know. Some of my mates are my network, some are, yeah. and it's all that kind of thing. But, yeah, I, I think we're both... And you just got to find a way that suits you. You do. Oh, that's a good little nugget there, that oh. Don't you notice? Well, you do notice because you've told me I come out with these little nuggets, don't I? Did you say that some of the some of the recording was going on YouTube? Well, I'd, until it cuts out, I might just put it all on. I was going to say because I put my face on, especially for this. Oh, did I? Although you said I don't look like I've got anything on. You know, we were all. Yeah. Are we done then? <laughs> done. Are we done? Are we done? Yeah. It's just over an hour, isn't it? Let, yeah. Let... Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, nice to have a chat with you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you soon. Mm. It's not. I hope it'll be soon. Until the end of May. Well, it's your birthday first, but it depends. It's your birthday. I'm gonna party like it's my birthday. I'm not really. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's In The Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Declan Williams underscore and you are at... Before End Dead. We are at It's In The Jeans pod on Insta and get rid of the it's for Twitter. It's In The Jeans pod. You can also follow our business at The Digital Gene. Please like, write, review and talk about this podcast to all your mates. You know what we're going to do, Dex? No, don't keep... say it again. Don't say it again. Don't say it again. Who's at the beginning? I'm going to just start grabbing my mates' phones. I mean, like, can I go on Apple Podcasts, please? I want, if a lot of them have already wrote reviews, but yeah. Grab dad's phone, grab grandma's. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.